Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat here today because I've got with me Mason. Mason Taylor, how are you, brother? I'm awesome, bro. I'm loving your high vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Such a treat to have you here today, brother. I'm on high vibes because I'm excited to share um, your wisdom with the tribe, with everyone here today. So thank you for making the time. And for those tuning in for the first time, Mason is a health educator. He's the host of the Mason Taylor Show podcast. Love the podcast. Even love the intro music by Oka to your podcast, bro. Love everything that you do. He's a passionate tonic herbalist and the founder of Australia's leading tonic herb company, Super Feast. Mason is dedicated to teaching people of all walks of life how to embrace and benefit from the healing forces of nature as they create a unique and dynamic health philosophy. A long and happy life is the core intention of this all. Mason also brings a refreshing and cheeky sense of humor to his talks, his podcast, his life, because longevity relies on a good belly laugh. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Such a treat to have you here today, bro. What's um what's uh I was gonna ask you what's your favorite joke, but then <laughs> <laughs> so many just sitting on top of the head. Um, it's so it's so funny with jokes because I just like I get like I, I don't really get asked that, but like I I think about that and my sense of humor doesn't sit there within a um you know within material. I guess like as I kind of like as I because more and more now I'm getting out and doing um doing my health thing. I've I've been like so ensconced in Super Feast now um <clears throat> for a couple of years after so started Super Feast in 2011 and then had like a, and a guy came past. He was just like selling NBN this morning and he's like, oh you heard us in 2011. He's like, what are you doing? Like you know working hard or hardly working? And I was like, I'm working hard now. <laughs> I've had my couple of years in the beginning when I was hardly working. And so that's how I work. I mean, now I'm getting, I've been in super peace quite hard the last couple of years working, like working at, you know, getting into those, you know, really feeling that, um, 
I guess they're not, not a calling or anything like that. Or just like, just like, just feeling the real, like how practical and beautiful it's going to be to like get Australia and as many people as possible on these, on these medicinal mushrooms and tonic herbs and, and doing it while really bringing some nice grounded long-term intent in terms of education when it comes to tonic herbalism and not get like, you know, really helping people get out of these like infatuation vibes when a new product hits and it's trending, it's fucking ass off. And, you know, yeah. Tim Ferriss is on and Joe Rogan has world-class mycologists with his mushroom hat on the Joe Rogan show. And so all of a sudden the internet overlords have given everyone permission to take medicinal mushrooms. <laughs> and then Whole Foods are going on and saying that it's the absolute trend of 2018. So I was like, ah! <laughs> and it's gotten onto it. It's different from back in 2012. We're talking about on like reishi mushroom. It's amazing. You know, you get like it gets into the bone marrow, tones bone marrow, gets white blood cell count up, toning cardiovascular tissue. So in terms of that, like cardiovascular health, it's like marathon in a herb. In terms of in a, in a mushroom, red platelet forming, intense immune upgrades all round. It's a shen tonic, brings anxiety down. Just take that mushroom, put it into your coffee. You can just take it like that. At that point, back then, people were, like throwing up in their mouths a little bit. <laughs> And, and like and then I'm like and like mm-hmm. no thanks and I'm like and I'm like, they're like um, oh I'll just I'll just go and have my acai bowl thank you <laughs> it's delicious they they they're using they're using golden circle apple juice to, to sweeten it and, and and free bananas and it's it's an antioxidant anti aging berry and I'm like okay cool no, I like yeah no. so that's one of my favorite jokes at the moment so like go around and, like, <laughs> and and like, and now it's a little bit different where it's like it's it's hitting everyone's getting onto these mushies and it's very important at this time too, you know, like it's like as the like as one of the custodians of the, you know, of it bringing it bringing it to the West, it's important to ensure that it doesn't hit um, fad vibes for as many people as possible because mm-hmm. overarching is a philosophy of integrating therapeutics, botanicals that have been harvested in particular ways, connected to the elements, connected to nature. Um, I ideally grow detail, which is getting it from like the original place. It's a, it's a Taoist philosophy of, of sourcing herbs that you get them from their original place. So they're really like, they're, they're, they're most susceptible to drinking up the nectar of both the cosmos and the earth and where they're growing. And even with industry, even with me providing it to like these herbs to <clears throat> tens of thousands of people, it's still possible to work with old school wild crafting, semi wild crafting um, industries, and especially I like it in China because it's been five, six hundred years of um, of that industry being around, and so it's sustainable. Versus like you look at what's going on in the mountain, like in Canada, Canada's Americans are about to get a rude awakening with it, like just how much wild crafting of shark is going on there, and they'll realize that they're not leaving the um, the, the environment as healthy as um, they found it. Not the people that are kind of like front running. They like a lot of people have got really beautiful wild crafting like shaga businesses there and like say in through um scandinavia and in canada it's not there like they really a lot of them really the the, the the real early adopters have been doing it for a few years they get it they get know how not to like just take too much mushroom or herb from the environment but then it's like it's the people it's the opportunists that come in late and just like wow i feel this calling to share medicinal mushrooms with the world and look at i'm gonna go get it wild because that's the best the quality and it's free and rah, 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 and then they don't understand this like real this this mature perception of what it takes to leave the earth um, and the environment better than you found it, and make sure that you're actually circulating where you're getting your crop from. So that needs to be considered. And so inside of all of that, I've been just bringing these medicinal mushrooms to the forefront, bringing the conversation as I always have in Australia for like the last eight years, especially. 
And making sure it's not a fad, but people really feel that long-term intention that they have and they, they meet the usage of these herbs with that intent. And that intention and that vision is going to be the same feeling that they'll have 40, 50 years from now, right? So then it kind of it bridges out from being a fad, a fad being something that's just I'm purely going to do this external thing and add it to my list in order to get this result because um, maybe like mentally it's just like it, it ticks a box right now and it's available or if some influencer has been doing it so I'll try it too to get some gains so on and so forth those are really they're, they're fine and they're useful and that has to be present because we need that external you know relating but there needs to be that really slow, deep burn, gentle intention that you have for your life and your family's culture and for your organ tissue and your organ tissue that like chop wood, carry water, consistency, practice, just you know, like dedication to the same thing, you know, the same thing over and over again, like nice relevant steps, ensconcing it into her habits, into lifestyle. In this instance, we're talking about tonic herbs, into elixirs that you see yourself doing for 10 years into a flow within the kitchen that's got permaculture vibes and romance vibes so you know that it's a sustainable act within your diet and within your kitchen and get it in on that front. And so it's the same intent and feeling that you have now bringing, like, because it might be best I could do right now is getting powders from wild herbs that are extracted, dual extracted in Miron glass. So it looks beautiful and it can travel because it's the nature of Western lifestyle. It's what I have to do. I'd love to be getting everyone just on whole white herbs, the whole herbs and getting them harvesting themselves but as many mums back in the markets were telling me it's like shut the fuck up and give me the powder i've got four kids and a full-time job give me the powdered extract and i'm like oh okay i kind of get the relevance of this so but in doing that and adding like an extract powder like this is a really nice way to be able to integrate herbs into a bioavailable herbs into your lifestyle whether it's into a smoothie into know, like a broth into a hot chocolate into a coffee which is many ways that you can take these mushrooms and tonic herbs which aren't just mushrooms many roots and um rhizomes etc make sure that intent's being felt because then it gets relevant right you know that same feeling that you have is going to be the same as when maybe in 30 years when you got your own land and you're growing your own adaptogens and tonic herbs or going out and harvesting your own mushrooms wild or make a trip to Bhutan to go to the you know the annual cordyceps growing festival you know and even you're like the like the only westerner that's ever been invited in or something like that that shit happens and then you go there and it's that same feeling and intention that you have for for your organs and for your life and your health and your vision that's got you now there interacting with like say like a herb extract it should be like that with any practice that relevance that like rubber hitting the road needs to be present so that's what I've been up to I don't even know if you asked me a question I think we started off with a joke but, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. I love listening to your riff bro there's so much in that there's so much in your riffs and uh, I'm really excited because you're coming down to Melbourne soon for those who are tuning in Mason is down to Melbourne soon and we will have leave that little message about that in the show notes and it'll be like this non-stop for multiple hours totally worth every single penny that you pay to go see mace um just on that uh in the conversation you talked about a lot of things um i think on a superficial level the place i'd like to start is why do you think there's this craze now about around medicinal mushrooms because i think we met five years ago i think it was about 2013 um and i've been on this journey and the thing that you reflected in that was really potent um i've my relationship with my kitchen has con- like forever evolved since that meeting in five years ago there is for five years there's been tea brewing in my kitchen every day non-stop um every morning there's a there's a 
Teutonic and I attribute that solely and purely to your blessings um, and it's completely revolutionized my health if I may go on a bit of a journey and just reflect that is I used to get sick while I was studying for exams every exam period and then one exam period I stopped and I took inner health plus before I got sick probiotics and I could mm. and I didn't get sick and I was like oh my god I can totally get proactive about this but not having my own antibodies doesn't sound like a great idea if I just keep putting in this outside solution at the time I was this gym junkie you know like doing everything the muscle mags told me to do and I looked great in a t-shirt but like I looked fit but not healthy <laughs> and that was this mm, clear distinction when, mm. when I met you and since that journey it's been this like I've just been watching this roller coaster riders like you've just alluded to as well it's like now you know there's all these companies that are like medicinal mushrooms and there is this avid craze at the moment and you mentioned like the idea of fad vibes um when I like when you the more and more you tune into this these are these are ancient ancient remedies ancient mm. healing systems what do you mm. think it is that's brought them to the fore as this fad at the moment yeah first of all it's kind of funny um and it's not, it's not like, I, I don't think it's going to become a fad because they're so effective. I think that, that it is trending and we ride the wave of a, of a trend. And what I'm more like alluding to is just to make sure it doesn't become like another thing that sits in the back of people's cupboards because there's way bigger of an opportunity here when we're talking about people maybe possibly getting for the first time herbs into their life and i got to remember that i live in my little bubble and um you know like some like you know with the selfless this world we live it's like everyone's like you know aware of herbs and plants and and all these kinds of things and interacting with it but a lot of people are kind of finding out about these things and getting off like you know a multivitamin um or you know synthetic mineral complexes and and this kind of stuff and um or even just like doing like superfood powders and and being like you know really hoping that that's going to come there and bring them the the deep immunological medicine which is you know they they've all these things all have their place and not pooing them but um, right now we've got people getting onto plant botanicals and therapeutics that you know if I've got anything to do with it they're having a full spectrum extract um, of of that herb not not an isolate and um, not standardized to contain one particular thing like oh 30 percent polysaccharides and like yeah all right what fucking type of polysaccharides and then polysaccharides because you grew it on a rice like oat medium or is it just like is it the beta glucans because you grew it on wood and so we don't talk about that again I'm like a big fan of getting your, your herbs and your mushrooms particularly sorry um grown on wood not on grain but the opportunity is so huge for those folks, because people who are into health, they, they, they kind of like, they can feel it. They, they get, they, they're, they're getting that it's going to take a lot more than just a particular diet for a year uh, or adding another supplement in and maybe this supplement's going to be it. And I kind of exaggerate a little bit, whether, but some people think exactly that way, but we all know the vibe of having that. Gosh, that, that herb sounds so good. This thing sounds so good. Maybe if I add that in, maybe I'll stop being so tired and, mm. And that's not a bad intention as well, because we, again, we need to interact. We need to keep on taking steps. Ideally, we're embodying. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And integrating those steps um, as we go along. But right now, these herbs are so effective. And it's one of the first times you're getting very therapeutic medicine mm. into a diet, which can be taken for granted if you're living in a small scale village, living off the land, grazing off the land, or hunter gatherer. Um, what's what's present there is is herbs and tonic herbs and, and mushrooms and, and, and these medicinals and this deep immunological medicine, these, these, um, these deep compounds that are what we call adaptogenic, um, these compounds that are um, very, very medicinal in the sense that they're very yin and nourishing to organ tissue in the sense that it helps that tissue restore itself in its function and capacity. Um, these, these fall in, they, these are herbs that carry and energetic that they're not just bringing macro micronutrients and foods, you know, foods in general, like, you know, I like, like wild, like you see, if you go wild foraging, you kind of see this crossover of like a food and a medicinal, but generally like, you know, just eating an organic lifestyle, which I do, I like, it's like, there's not as, there's not as, you're not really going to find too much deep immune medicine. Um, you're going to feed, you know, you're going to be feeding your cells and doing lots of beautiful stuff as well. But the different kettle of fish when we talk about like medicinal mushrooms and tonic herbs, and they're so effective and people are getting onto it for the first time and really feeling, especially if you're in the health scene, people are feeling great. I'm ready to do something long-term. And this is something that connects me to a story. It connects me to a herbal tradition. It connects me to the land. I can, I can start now taking Chinese herbs and, and just start, you know, like that same, that, that same intention is going to lead me down to, say, here really tuning into what the adaptogens and the tonics are here in, in this land. You know, there's like <clears throat> something to go down, um, a path to go down with them. And at the same time, for people that aren't into health and are all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, Women's Day kind of vibes, you know, like our lion's mane was featured in Women's Day next to Gwyneth Paltrow. Everyone thinks it because like, oh my gosh, Gwyneth Paltrow takes your lion's mane. I'm like, hey, do you guys want to think that? Because Women's Day put our lion's mane on Gwyneth Paltrow's head. You go and think it. Um, it worked for us. But, you know, there's kind of like a big, <clears throat> that big portion of the um, bell curve they're getting awareness of them now. And I want to make sure in that, especially in that, that's the scene that it doesn't just become another thing that sits in the cupboard and people you know, forget, you know, what's the intention of this? You know, what, what, what does this do again? Because in the beginning, you're like, that's what it's like. We might live in a bubble, but I'm back full empathy for that. So I'm just traveling around at the moment, just educating around the pure intention behind these herbs, practically what they can do in the body and do for the immune system with long-term usage. So that when people go home with their jar, and maybe it's a week later and they remember it's there, they can, you know, there's there's some feeling behind, you know, there's, there's a feeling there, there's something there, go like, oh, you know, I can kind of, I can kind of, I remember I get a sense, and then they can read the label and go, that's right, it does this, 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 but there's a sense, there's a sense there, and so um, in that sense, it comes, comes from being a fad to being ideally integrated into a lifestyle um, with long-term use, as well as the point, like, you know, going like, I've got a complaint, I've got a complaint, I've got a pain point, you know, which is, my immune system's fucked or I'm exhausted. 
And that's fair enough because sometimes if you've got hardcore symptoms, you need to you need to be matching those symptoms. Now, our tonic herbs aren't necessarily there to be therapy for symptoms. We just don't like we're not. I'm not a practitioner. Don't want to be a practitioner yet. So, um, however, these herbs can be used um, and are used by practitioners and in therapeutic protocols. But that's not like the good thing about them. Why they're effective is because something like I'm exhausted and you get onto Jing herbs or the Jing blend, and you can take that those steps away from exhaustion, ideally feeling the process within your organ system, which is very practical. It's like, it's like the difference, you know, when people just feel like, oh, I'm feeling like really, um, I'm feeling really burnt out, you know, if you, you know, like it's like I'm feeling, uh, you know, when you just like you feel susceptible to, to illness when you've been burning it at both ends. And you can, yeah, you feel vulnerable. You can just you can just feel it. Vulnerable is a good word for it. You know, everyone can sense that. It's not anything mystical to be able to feel your process from going to exhausted when you're taking Jing herbs to feeling yourself building that energy back. So that the point when you, the alarm bells go off and you go, fuck, I better change something up a little bit in my flow because I'm feeling you know, I'm feeling vulnerable. You feel it like maybe like you know two days earlier rather than you know rather than that point when you are exhausted. So. You get on the Jing herbs and then they get out of exhaustion along with other practices because it's not a silver bullet. And then, and then you keep on taking them. You know, you like integrate these herbs into your lifestyle so you remain on the front foot. It doesn't mean you need to be doing huge doses. It's just a little tending of the garden. It's like a little fertilizer for your, for your organ garden, you know, your organ soil. You know, just a little bit, not too much. Don't, don't give the plants too much water, just that nice little bit as much as they need to keep them topped up. Same with everything, same with exercise, same with this herbs. So I think that's why they're effective because it goes beyond the symptom and just responding to the symptom. Everyone's in this loop. All right, I'll do this for exhaustion. Okay, it's it's treating this this exhausted state, and then I get out of that. But then there's no bridge over towards being on the front foot and something helping me stay on, like just gently on that front foot. And so the cycle begins again. You go and go to the next fad, find the next thing, or just smash you know ten coffees a day to get you through it. Um, same happens with the mushrooms with immunological dysfunction. You spend a couple, like spend a year maybe hitting the mushrooms, get rid of that dysfunction, and then get in the front foot and hopefully then integrate them into a lifestyle where you can perceive what's going to work for your immune system and what's going to work against it. And you're going to be, you're going to be working on that lifestyle, you know, you know, just like doing the investigative work and building a sustainable lifestyle for the rest of your life, like as always. So don't think that I'm holding up any carrot here to say that you're going to arrive anywhere because you won't. Um, carrots, absolute hologram. And the other practical reasons I think they're trending, they're good for the gut and people are realizing it and people's guts are fucked. Um, especially from the fact that they hit receptors within the gut and lift the non-bacterial-based immunity within the gut. So we're talking immune cell. And so that's important because when you've got fungal conditions and it's going through the epithelial cells, like the walling of the, um, of the, the GI, the gastrointestinal tract, um, it's, it's hard to get it out, as well as viral infection down there through the gut and you know, bad bacterium as well. It's good to have your immune system on side eliminating that. Same time, prebiotics for our bacteria, which... Food for bacterium, for our, for our microbiome, it's going to help bring a little bit more balance. They are working long term on our constitutional immune system. Um, it seems like there are immune receptors on immune cells and within immune tissue that is perfectly designed for the beta glucans within medicinal mushrooms. Exactly, it's kind of the same with the um, you know with um, cannabinoids, endocannabinoid system. So everyone's going, wow, okay, so cannabis like there are receptors for the alkaloids within cannabis. That's why it's it's been 
quite effective. It's like no brainer. Like it's it's the same with medicinal mushrooms. And so people start to clue onto that and feel amazing when they get onto them. Like some people feel fucking amazing when they get on them. They're like tweaking. Uh, mine was a, like like more of a gentle. Oh yeah, and I'm feeling pretty good because there are other things that can hit those receptors. It's just nothing quite does it like the beta glucans in medicinal mushrooms. It seems it's like perfect as you said. Bang, like it's just in, and that does a whole lot of the body. I will I'll wrap it up, but like because we can just go on forever about this. But especially in bringing unity between the inner and outer immune system, bringing connection between that that surface immunity and that deep immunity and basically bringing conversation just means we can move away from more and more from these flabby white bread immune systems of the West where we're just like, you get stupid and confused by something like influenza every year to the point where it's a pandemic and there's like um, tens of thousands of cases of people dying every year from this virus. It just keeps on evolving and proliferating. Um, it's just, we need connection. We, we, we need to know when, when a virus is in a respiratory cell hitting the, the, the cytokine cascade pro-inflammatory markers, it, we want the immune system to be able to like investigate or look and, you know, see what's in that blind spot, you know, like what virus is in that blind spot, you know, same like with, with cancers, what bacterium's in that blind spot. So again, these things are cures, they're not silver bullets, but they, they work in, they are herbs that definitely help the immune system, especially the medicinal mushrooms to unite itself and get more sophisticated, and that's been proven empirically. Just go to like, just go to PubMed or Google Scholar and type in medicinal mushrooms, cancer, reishi tumor, reishi cardiovascular health, lion's mane, Alzheimer's, um, lion's mane, neurological regeneration, so on and so forth. Um, shaga tumors, you know, like shaga pineal gland, reishi hormones, you know, like reishi white blood cells, turkey tail T cells. Go on and on. You'll see. You'll find a lot of data there because the West is catching up with this data because the the Eastern science didn't really. It was good. Like it wasn't quite in the um, you know as much in the frontal lobe as the West, and it wasn't as meticulous. It was quite anecdotal. That not not to say that the the wisdom, like the thousands of years of anecdotal data, that's that's not um, you know that that's deep. That's like there's very like there's just it, it, they're they're attempts to um you know really cap like you know really do like a, a placebo you know they're not doing any placebos in these they seem to kind of like measure the markers or anything like that but in terms of measuring energetics over over generations that's definitely be done hardcore the other thing that the medicinal mushrooms are getting and doing is lifting up um non-antibody um based immune action and so again just a beautiful sovereign immunity that you you're working on and developing and so weaving those mushies in in that sense just big time, man. That's why it's like they, they're, they're effective. That's why they're working. They're fucking effective, especially if you've got like a nice, you know, like you might, if you've got some serious symptoms in the beginning, you might like if you're using a powder, like say powder, like a superfeast powder, you might dose up and get, get up to like, you know, start with a quarter teaspoon and just get yourself up to like two heat teaspoons a day. If you're dealing with a symptom, you need like a therapeutic dose. And then and you just sit, like a like long-term maintenance, you sit on your like half teaspoon or your teaspoon and dose like here or there, you know, it's like, how much should I take a day? And I was like, well, eventually it's going to be like, you know, like grapes, you know, like I'm ready. How many grapes did you have today? Do you have any red grapes today? No. Why? Are they, are red grapes not good anymore? <laughs> like, 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 okay, well, but you know, they are good. But if I have any red grapes, how many should I have? Mm. How many, how many, it's like, it's like, oh, this is such an erroneous conversation. It's like, I love your intuition. Yeah, eventually we're going to get to that point. And intuition, it's, it's a bit, 
ambiguous to say that in the beginning when this is something new. So you need a guide in the beginning, yeah. and I've just kind of laid it out. But eventually, it kind of it does it in a non-mystical way. It does get to that point. So I mean, there's there's several reasons I think that um, the medicinal mushrooms are um, really starting the trend. We've got a very symbiotic relationship with you know co-evolved with medicinal mushrooms, 100%. You know, like there's like 100% we've co-evolved, and so they're a part of us. I love that. And so that's the perfect segue into the question that I wanted to ask next is all about connection. Um, and so first let's start with what was your connection to, um, to I guess, I don't know which medicinal mushroom it started with, but your connection to, the only way I can really articulate this is to plants because you've helped me connect to plants and the understanding of plants and that the depth of wisdom that comes through plants and herbs mm. and tonics. So what was your, um, where, where did that kickstart for you? Um, yeah, so in my early twenties, um, just before I started Superfeast, um, I had um, like some pretty chronic fungal conditions going on. So a bit of candida going on, coming out of my arms. I was quite exhausted, and I kind of realised that. As funny as it is to kind of say that, I I'd been I'd had the symptoms for years, as well as like being quite quite tired for years. I wouldn't say I was extremely exhausted because I've got empathy of like that's like you're you're if you're exhausted. Um, if you're adrenally fatigued, that's like you work for a full on for a whole day and then like you can't get up the next day. So I wasn't quite at that vibe. Yep. But I was anyway, I was traveling and just kind of realized all these symptoms and was like, right, I'm gonna dive into the deep and when I get back. Um so I got into like the spring water, cleaned up my diet, so doing a lot of um bit of fasting and restoring my gut with things like aloe vera and colostrum and so on and so forth and, and cleaning my liver. And I spending my last year at uni studying herbalism and longevity practices and what I was going to be able to do really just get my health on point and um, reishi mushroom just um, kept on coming up and shaga mushroom yeah kept on <laughs> kept on coming up and so you know they're very um they're, they're quite you know reishi being quite yin and and shaga being quite young um it was just a nice combination for me at the time to start bringing in and even though they are mushrooms in the cell in themselves they were very effective at helping me overcome my fun, um, my fungal condition um it's a common misconception that you can't take mushrooms medicinal mushrooms if you have a candida infection the guy that was talking about that was um talking about culinary mushrooms it's like especially very dampening ground mushrooms not the tree ones that we're talking about that grow on trees yeah very different. Um, I love culinary mushrooms as well, like 100% personally. Um, oh, I actually got some organic oyster mushrooms just growing in the area here. They're going to fry up in some butter tonight. I'm white. Um, so, and they have medicinal mushroom as well. But that's like actually, like, that's a crossover. It was like a medicinal mushroom that's actually kind of like nice and, you know, soft and, um, but, you know, you can use within your culinary vibes. Anyway, digress. Um, and so the connection to the plant um, of course, there's, there can be a spiritual connection, and I, I felt um, I, I, I feel it. You know, just like it's like when I've, you take a herb long enough, you kind of integrate it into your um, its vibe into into your DNA, um, and you know, just kind of felt like a good like you know, my body's like wow, you know, I really like I remember taking it for the first time, going wow, like I really my body's really responding to this. It wasn't. I'm not so sensitive to herbs in the sense that kind of like you know, I'm like oh my god, I have so much energy, or I can like you know, feel it like. Like well, I could feel it pulsing through me, but it's not like a like a jet, like a you know, like like this blow your head off kind of experience. You know, it was yeah. just like oh cool, like wow, there's something going here, and so that was a nice sign for me because I could I, I hadn't really even thought to connect 
to plants in in that way and you know get the energetics of it what's the personality of that plant and so that was cool and then over a couple of months um my fungal condition just disappeared especially probably because i wasn't trying to get rid of my fungal condition um i was just i was more interested on what you know what would just happen when i got my body really healthy curiosity I was pretty curious, you know, I didn't have an agenda, like, oh, maybe at that time I had, like, I was like, I'm going to be one of the healthiest people in the world, because that's what you say when you're in your early 20s, but, <laughs> um, but you know, ultimately I was just like, cool, curious, let's see, and I'm glad I did, I spent years fanatically working on my health, but not so fanatically that I wasn't able to adapt and change, um, and so I've laid some pretty good foundations and just over the deep end, I got a lot of experiences, a lot of reference points in my time, but that, the medicinal mushroom connection, even though there's lots of um, uh, you know, like lots of minerals, lots of vitamins, lots of beta glucans and triterpenes, and you know, like that chagrinic acid, especially. <clears throat> And there's a lot of compounds are going in and helping, um, you know, that chaga getting in. I could feel it. Like, like I was like, because I was doing a lot of fasting and meditating at the time. You know, I was like, I didn't know what the compounds were, but I could feel the like it being in my cells. You know, like around my um, around my genetics and helping protect on that level. And I'm just like, and all I could feel, I didn't know it was doing that. You know, I just felt quite solid. I'm kind of like. You know, in, like I've just kind of filled in the gaps as I've learned what the herb did, especially in those in those first months. Yeah. Um, and with reishi, just very protected, you know, very much like my force field. You know, it being more of a chi tonic. You know, uh, it's like feeling that force field of um, just like I, I, I related to it as my immune system, right? And so I just felt very protected, and I felt just stronger within. I felt it wasn't as you know, cross my fingers and hope I don't get sick. Not that I felt like I was bulletproof or anything, but I just felt a little bit more solid. And so that's the deepest connection I have to Reishi and Shaga is that, yeah, it was coming in and give me, giving me some of those, um, those compounds and the energetics that it has in helping me from an outside in perspective, get, get my body working. But more so what I've got forever is the perception of that, and like when you got on your inner health plus and all of a sudden, you know, those moments, people discredit those moments too quick. The, the you know, oh, I felt, you know, I didn't, I didn't get sick. And so, but they stay outside. They say, this did this, one plus one equals two. And they don't go in to be like, you know, it's like, wow, you know, that's like, how, how did that feel, that change? You know, like, you know, like that, you know, if you just take a little bit of a moment, you feel the, you know, the space between the stars, you know, the stars being like, oh, I took this. And now the other star is like, oh, I'm, I'm. I, I, this, this thing didn't happen. You know, I didn't get sick. There's two stars, but you know, think about the space between the stars. What was that process? You know, what were you like, you know, you're taking, you're doing consistent action. You were taking it into your own hands. You know, you could have gone probably had that experience with, with uh, many things. It was just, you know, with, and probiotics, of course, make work like a body treat and necessary, mm. but you know, you, like you, that, that can't be taken away now. And even though as we, as we move along, it doesn't get as people might not, experience it as profound when they get onto a new herb and, or, you know, because they're not as sick, for example, um, or disconnected. They don't feel shock waves of perception coming through their body. But people could really work to, like, if you want to get connected to plants, just feel what it's doing in your body, but feel more so what it's doing with your body. Feel what's coming back online. Do a little research into the herb or just med like meditate on yourself and what's happening because you're perceiving something internally. That's the medicine here. That's the plant medicine here. It's with, with, with all herbs um, that we're taking. Like there's the outer world, macrocosm, you know, macrocosm, and then inner world, 
microcosm where there's macro and micro within itself where you're in a dojo of perception of your own organ tissue and your own cellular structure and your own extracellular fluid and your own fascia and herbs can really help you get in and in a very practical grounded way just in hmm, noticing Hmm, noticing. I don't have to know exactly what that is. You can go and investigate if you want, if that's your jam, but you don't have to as well. Just feel that perceptions, that's sovereign health right there. And it's important. I felt at some point I was like, wow, I'm going to have to get to a point where I'm like, you know, maybe I have to just do it all myself. I have to be completely sovereign. I can't work with anything externally. I can't bring in any herbs. I was just like putting all this pressure on myself to become some fucking like breatharian or something like right at the beginning. Not that I wanted to. I was like, that was the only logical place it went because I was like, <laughs> because it was like, oh, it's bad to rely on anything externally. Yeah. But it's not a reliance, you know. It's just like it's just a, like a friendship, eh? Support um, systems. Yeah. yeah, it's just a support system. And so the herbs are great, you know. They're they're cool. They do a lot of really cool shit in the body. They're just like they're just like they can be considered a tool. They can be like very good friends. Friends. Be considered allies. Yeah. They're, they're very deep allies, and as long as you're an ally to them as well, because they're not here to serve humanity. It's one of the things that people get into all the time. You know, it's like, no, you're like, you're a part of the system. You're a part of the Tao. You're a part of nature. And if they can help you perceive that shit a little bit as well, that's why I do wildcrafted herbs. Then, then like that's like that's the medicine right there. Incredible, bro. There's something that you touched on in there in sovereignty, and I really have been itching to find out what that means to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've gone so many different directions with sovereignty. I mean, I've kind of touched on it with um, immune sovereignty, and that's simply it can sit even within the intention that I can do some things um, on like beyond perhaps just the surface immunity in terms of crush some garlic when I get sick and just got that down. Not that I don't like that. Um, I, I, like, I love garlic, you know, to like overcome those symptoms. You know, but it's a very, it's very short-term working with the external versus like, you know, I can take – I, 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 with, with dedication and discipline through my own intention that emerges from my body, which is something that can only be perceived by me. And I, and I, and I, with me and my friend Benny, we talk like the movement monk, we talk about, you know, a lot of this, like we feel it emerges from the cross dimensional point within the, the fascial fluid seems to be where a lot of intention can, whether it emerges there or whether it just gets felt there. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just the fact that you can feel it and that we talk about intention as a culture more and more and more and it becomes something that's not just like ambiguous and something lame that's said in yoga classes and, and most and a lot of the time without sincerity, I feel. Or maybe sincerity but without enough fucking experience to actually speak to what intention is. The depth. Um, yeah, I don't know that's not shitting on anyone. I mean, just like I feel like I like I. I, I don't, I'm not at a point where I'm going to be teaching someone what intention is. Although I'm trying to describe to you what my experience is right right now. I think I've got a couple of decades in me before I really get to that point. It's a very important topic. And it, it, it's just it's so easy to use a spiritual bypass and just justify living particular ways because I'm doing it with intention. It's just like, mate, intention is so dynamic. <laughs> and so multidimensional and at the same it needs to work within a practical 3d work in my corporate job or work in my in my business here in super Feast, as well as my you know what i'm doing like cosmically as i you know as i do some like you know some can some you know like some meditating on what i am on an infinite level rah, 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 you know like that's like it needs to be completely morphing and slippery enough to integrate all of those aspects of life and be 
like just not be a dick like you know at the, at the end of it like you know not not be not be a judgmental dick in any arm of your development and this is what like most of the time where i see sovereignty fall down is someone say within a in a spiritual circle or in their professional circle and their musical circle, they are considered with great esteem. They've really worked on that arm of development. You know, like the Ken Wilber um, model is very useful in getting ahead around, around this. And there's many arms of development, and and they might be non-judgmental within those circles with those people within because they've got like the you know they've got the um, the eye shades on and so their worldview is just like possibly a little bit narrow because they're overdeveloping that arm and then they go into other arms or other parts of society or go in within other types of people or you know fanatics or whatever we want to call it like you know who live around the world or parts of nature and all of a sudden you do see the judgment come up because they don't have the desire to be slippery enough or the desire to have empathy to actually get into that worldview of that person you're with and meet this person with out, you know, with and you know, just be like, whoa, like, what is judgment? There's so many different facets of judgment. You know, there's judgment when I'm in this world and in that world. And you know, why am I different here than when I'm different with all the people that agree with what I'm saying? And how now can I work on my, you know, that sovereignty? Because it, unless you've got that slipperiness, and I'm not saying I have this, I've just got, I've got a an ongoing intent. <laughs> well, I've got, I, I, I try to maintain an ongoing intent as a practice. I'll work on it for the rest of my life, but like keeping slippery and dynamic and um, constantly in a bit of like, con, you know, consideration, observing, watching. This is like the physical practice at the same time. You want sovereignty? Go and do your fucking standing meditation or your deep stretching and or your yin yoga and just observe. Just sit on the edge of the discomfort and observe. No, without judgment and just observe and just feel that and just play in that space and work in that space. There you go. There you go. You're working with working with sovereignty right there, regardless of whether you still have the birth certificate straw man going on and you realize that the Australian government is a corporation listed over there in Washington, D.C. and the U.S. government is a is a corporation. And that, that when you got when your parents signed the birth certificate, that's your straw man. You are now a, um, a corporation, a dead corporation known as mason taylor not the flesh and blood and so i'm traded by our government rah, 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 rah. that kind of stuff that's an interesting conversation around sovereignty as well it's not as relevant to my internal world not as relevant in any way near as relevant to my internal world and my internal ongoing gooey like journey towards like sovereignty and discovering what that is and it's slippery every time you think you get it it just falls out of your hands like that's kind of where i feel it exists. And so you can see how ongoing it is. You can see every time what we've got to do with ourselves, every time, you know, we want to be able to hold on to concepts and bring structure to like, you know, practically, you know, sovereignty is, um, I don't know, it's like, it's like being like a soul entity and, or a master, um, of, of your domain or being, you know, being the right, like, you know, being the, um, with, you know, being the true owner of this body or the embodiment of this this physicality and and taking full responsibility for that. And sure, there's like some kind of I'm close to some kind of weather dictionary <laughs> description. So it's good to get that practicality, but hold the practicality, and then at the same time as a practice for sovereignty, 
hold the the chaos and the slipperiness and realize that as soon as you fully wrap your head around like what it is and right i'm a sovereign being like it's going to fall away and you want it to fall away because you want to keep on going on that that path of discovery yeah but you want to make that yeah again this is the thing of sovereignty you got to be fucking responsible with the fact that your journey doesn't take you off on some you know like like too far down the spiritual rabbit hole that you you know you you burn bridges that maybe for your lifetime it's not going to be sustainable for you to be burning bridges whether it's family bridges think 50 years down the track is this a sustainable place for me to be you know, like that's like that's something I feel that's where you really I really got to like bring that up because uh, it's like, oh, man, there's like, you know, like it's just like everyone loses all practicality. You know what? I'm just an infinite being. I'm just one with source. And, you know, like and there's like these these plants, the plants are my teachers. I don't need like I don't need any qualifications. Right? That's like you like you don't have to. But if you are going to interact with the Western world, you are going to like, whether you like it or not, stay super practical do your taxes, stay grounded, and continue to be a part of society and have courteous conversation. Doesn't mean you have to have bullshit, shallow conversations with people, but you know, don't be a disruption when it's not a uh, a useful thing for the society can use to evolve itself. So that's a part of sovereignty as well, because there's like a lot of bullshit people out there claiming 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 sovereignty and you know, just like taking off their, their New South Wales license plates and putting on their sovereign license plates and spending their, you know, eight eight times a year in court and arguing and you know, I'm flesh and like I'm flesh and blood under, you know, under God, one true God, blood sky, you know, like like whatever, like whatever it is. And yet are so in the face and judgmental of society and don't have enough empathy to see beyond the fact that these people are fucking stupid if they don't go down the path that I'm going down. Why don't they realize this? And same can be said for spiritual things. Anything can be said for anyone too deep in their own dogma, in their own way of doing things. They need to get a fuck over themselves and they can need to just start developing more wisdom, which wisdom is gooey, wisdom is non-judgmental, wisdom is minding your own bloody business and then having enough you know, p- perception of the, of the environment around you when it's appropriate to share with potency and ideally a smile on your face and occasionally, yeah, taking a big stand, but not losing your identity in the fact that I'm a fighter and I need to take a stand against that, that evil. A little bit of that, I absolutely love it. But then again, you lose your sovereignty once you fucking start over, like over-identifying with that world, right? It just strips you externally and like and then it's just external actions that you feel define you and then you end up tapping out your kidneys and your adrenals because you're an, you're such an ego warrior and you're fighting too much ego where you can't rest and then and then your, your body's and your body starts deteriorating on you and then yeah so anyway um, they, that might be a generalization at the end um, I did want to have a really deep chat around alchemy but I'm aware that you've got to jet as well so we'll save that for the next podcast <laughs> um but i'll tune in with you around culture so just before you leave um there are usually some questions that i usually tie on the podcast and i probably won't go there on this one uh, but culture um just the importance of culture and what that looks like and not just the thing that i've learned um that you seeded for me was the culture is not just um, how I interact with my loved ones, my family, my friends, the people that I don't like. I also have a way, a culture and a way with them. Um, but fundamentally myself and the culture that I brew within myself. Can we have a chat mm. about that? Yeah, I think you hit it there. I mean, create like we um, 
it's a really interesting time where um, generally, I know we've talked about you having a completely different diet to your parents, um, and everyone pretty much does. Um, and so culture isn't implied and directly passed down. So a lot of the time we were in a bit of a melting pot creating our own cultures for ourselves. And people can use whatever words, but, you know, a collection of beliefs and values and habits and so on and so forth. And, and that brings forth the culture of your your person. And if people think, oh, the culture needs to be like multiple people to be culture, I just like to remind them that there's like, you know, trillions of cells and the cells need a culture as well. That's you, that's you and yourself. And, but yet in like your household culture and um, I like to focus on that. I like to focus on family culture personally because um, it can get a little bit more um, complicated and complex in a good way when you, when you break out into, into groups. But especially with, with health, um, coming back to the heart of the house in the kitchen, I feel like it's a very important one for us to start brewing that culture in, internally. Now, that culture, generally something, um, there seems to be a couple of things that um, when it comes, when we think about culture, when we think about like a successful culture, I guess I should say, or, you know, one that we're like really, you know, desiring or admiring, there seems to be um, space for human connection and laughter and possibly, you know, there's music and there's, you know, there's food and rah, rah, rah. And so first of all, in the health scene, we can get a little bit too cerebral and like, right, you know, I can do this, can't do this, you know, like, and I've been, I've been hardcore into the health vibes and, as you have, and you know, flow a little bit too close to, to that health sun and realize, wow, this is fucking boring. Um, that was, that was my thing. Whereas a lot of other people are like, you know, maybe, you know, whether they're, um, I don't know if they're on like hardcore paleo and they get to the point where they're just like, man, I can really screw myself up here with eating all this meat or they're vegan. And they're like, man, I'm depleted and I don't have any sex hormones because I like, you know, cause I've been like hardcore vegan for a couple of years, whatever it is, you know, like whatever the thing that kind of gets you going, cool. I've kind of getting the mental moral vibes of what it is that is, health and start to understand that and really investigate it and research it and have data and yes that makes sense that makes so much sense um that's good we need to embody that uh, then bring in the heart forth in letting that 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 heart brain have its say in determining your your culture i mean that really starts interacting in the kitchen and bringing more romance to the way that you eat and that romance is its connection to the food connection to the alchemy we're talking about alchemy i mean like you know just get into the kitchen and you got you, you just like spend your life there in your kitchen whether it's like whether it's with teas and making your tonics or making dishes i mean my partner's away for three weeks and I'm, I'm, I'm here me and the baby and i'm getting into the alchemy more so than ever and i'm loving it you know like i was just like into the kitchen doing like how to create a sustainable flow in the kitchen so there's carryover of meals and so you can like you know do a big you know do one big dish and it's got a lot of bang for its buck and but it's dynamic enough that you're not eating the same thing to keep that spice alive you know that's all that, that that's all dance and and romance and and finding ways there to incorporate herbs or whether like broths or local produce asking more for more about like where does that produce come from what what kind of water are the animals drinking? Are, are you vaccinating the animals? Oh, well, like, you know, how, like, are they slaughtered on site or off site? Or growing your own herbs, you know? How are they grown? Are there any companion? Like, what, what's the, oh, you got any photos of your, of your farm? Like, that's like, 
these are just examples of bringing more romance and connection, which I feel breeds culture more than anything within a household and within our personal, um, especially within our personal diet, um, especially when we're striving for ultimate health because it gets sustainable at this point. Stay in the mind too long, probably not going to see too many people doing a hardcore, um, one hardcore. You see the fanatics can, but more than five years, you won't see someone just like hardcore morally on one, you know, one fatty diet, most of the time some maturity and some, some further integration of aspects of our body and archetypes within us, heart being one of them, the romantic, the one that wants connection, the one that wants aromatics kicking through the, um, kicking through the, um, through the kitchen and then wants to share that with others and ensure that you keep that fire burning for the next 20, 30 years in your household kitchen. Like, how are you going to do that? Huh? You know, what are you going to like, how, how, like, think about that. Don't just tick the boxes now. Like, how are you going to do this for the next couple of decades? And what are your kids going to do? What are your neighbors going to, like, see, like, and get influenced by it? You know, like, these are the kinds of things that I see is really important when, when considering culture. Brilliant, brother. I will let you go. Um, just before you do, um, if we could recommend a book to the audience. I know books, you know, someone else's wisdom is really, I know a lot of your message is about tuning in to oneself, mm. Um, mm. but a, a book that may support someone on their journey in this, on this journey, what would you recommend? Just one. Yeah, cool. Um, in terms of like relevance to what we've been talking about, I mean, um, Stephen Buhner's books, I think um, I, I, I'm hard to go past them, um, especially when we're talking about herbs and um, you know, scientifically what they can do for our body, but then bringing a little bit of earth poetry to, to hear the story of those herbs. Um, um, secret teachings of plants. Um, I know some, um, uh, the lost language of plants um, is probably is probably like one that I'd, I'd recommend. And probably Secret Teachings as well by Stephen Buhner. Um, and... <clears throat> I mean, from from a from we've talked about medicinal mushrooms a little bit. Maybe Christopher Hobbs. Christopher Hobbs is a um, mycologist and herbalist, and he has a book called Medicinal Mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's really interested in in that um, that herbal category, I'd really recommend recommend those. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. And if we could erect a billboard in Times Square, in New York, and it could have Mason's message plastered on it, in that mm-hmm. energy of everybody rushing around, all the bright lights, all that craziness, what would be the message we'd print on that? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't think. I, I, I like this is where I'd be like tempted to go for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like I don't know. The first thing that came to my head is just writing like who farted. But like, you know, just like, just like, I'd, I'd probably like, I'd just be like, you know, just something like, I'd honestly just be like practical, like, you know, like, um, like, like, have, like, have you drunk enough water today? Mm. Add sea salt to your water. <laughs> you know, like something like that, like where something like hydration is going to make such a big difference. It would be, it would really, I would be around hydration, to be honest. You know, it's like, that's like, it's such an inflamed, hot, um, you know, like, like city, like cities generally are. And so. That's a message for all you guys, man. Stay hydrated. Go and collect water um, from a spring. Get the best spring water you can. And then maybe just add some sea salt or minerals to your, to your water. Amazing. 
Brother, thank you so much for your time today. And actually, not just today, um, you know, the last journey we've been on the last five years, but also the journey prior to that and also where you're headed. It's been such a blessing um, for those listening. Like I ask very few questions, but there's so much wisdom just continually pouring out. And uh, I really, for me, your medicine has consistently been the power of intention, um, the way you go and source your medicinal mushrooms particularly from, but also the awareness of how deep the wisdom from and honoring the ancient ways that people have worked with these medicines but then also putting that up in a really practical scaffolding for people that are in the living in the here and the now and Mm. also that dance with like just also understanding that you know there is this illusionary like like elusive spiritual flux to things as well like you know the plants were put in a certain place by the cosmos you know when we get to like live this dance by interacting with them there's so much poetry and so much practical hard science behind that at the same time that i'm really really grateful for everything that you continue to do and i just want to say a big thank you for that Big love to you, bro. For those wanting to tune in to Mason and Superfeast, the best way to get in touch with you, brother? Uh, Superfeast.com.au and MasonJTaylor.com and then hit us up on Instagram, Superfeast or MasonJTaylor as well. Get all around it. Much love, you Cool. Big love. Hey, tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.